You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin-cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. That actually wasn't my photo. I saw it on Twitter. Oh, really? Yeah. So I found a very uh, promiscuous photo on Twitter and sent it to the, the guys, uh, the O2 guys and some of the Go Wild guys, and that's what Jacob was talking about. Something you found in the woods. Something well, we that a little more context. Yeah. It was <laughs> oh, not me. I, thought, I saw that picture. I thought you, yeah. you'd found that. No. And I've been looking for that. Yeah. For, uh-huh. We'll move on. We'll keep, this, we'll keep this semi-kid-friendly. Uh, but anyways, I believe you guys, uh, at least oh, three of us got out. I don't know what Jacob did. Yeah. I just finished my broadhead tune. Nothing exciting. But mm-hmm. Well, like, and you're recovering from being under the weather. Yeah. yeah. Can't be out in the tree stand hiking. Which Derek has. <clears throat> passed I, it on to him. I think he's starting to get it. And he's like, I don't know, should I hunt tomorrow? Or should I try to make sure I don't get sick before his South Dakota trip on Friday? And I'm like, dude, don't, don't make yourself sicker. Yeah. I would not hunt right now. If I had a trip coming up this weekend, I'd make sure I was in peak condition. He's got plenty of time 100%. when he gets back. Oh, but you and I, uh, I don't even think we've told, I mean, not that we caught anything. You caught one fish, but we got to fish with Charles. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, that um, was fun. Charles who? Charles was the goblin. Oh. Uh, so the singer-songwriter? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Jacob and I went, we've had a good run of music, actually, because I haven't heard about Coulter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Jacob and I saw Nick Jamerson and Charles Wesley Goblin on Wednesday night, and then we took him fishing on Thursday morning and thought that we were going to be into uh, some good fishing over at the Falls of the Ohio, and we were not. Well, there is, uh, we have a nemesis on the social medias that hunts that spot all the time, and he's constantly catching huge hybrids on oh, the fly on the, fly, on the yeah. fly and I'll, me and Jacob will look at it and be like where is it? we're like trying to like ID like the trees in the background where is he how is he doing this because every time we go up there well so I've been there when he's there yeah we've seen and him still cannot figure out when we were there this week and it was so low I thought okay now's my opportunity to see how he's getting where he's getting still no idea it. it was dude it was like two feet lower than when me you and Braden and Derek went last year so we were actually we walked out to the middle. I walked mm. all the way to the other side. Wow. Oh, wow. And you remember where you were catching the drum? Yeah. I walked over because I thought that pool would be deep 
compared to everything else we were seeing, which was super shallow. And over on the far side of the wall was the deepest spot, and it was loaded with a bunch of little, you know, bait-sized fish. And I'm thinking, I'm like, all right, I finally found something. I'm going to be able to catch something. I didn't get anything. Uh-huh. So we, it was a bust. Uh, Jacob hit a smallmouth right out of the get- first cast, I think. Mm-hmm. And I w- we were like, oh, yeah, man, this is going to be it. And then it was nothing. So, I got a couple bites, and that was – but that, you could tell it was all small. You know? so, so Charles Wesley Godwin thinks we all suck. Is kind of he didn't care. You okay? He's like, right. dude, I've been touring for six weeks straight. I haven't had a single day break, oh, um, nice. so just with all the activities and interviews. And I mean, his album just came out. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Listen to wanted, it if you haven't. He just wanted some slowdown time. Yeah, he's like, I could just sit here without a fishing pole and be happy right now. So well, have a good, good time with him. Um, good perspective, Charles. Yeah, we won't talk about it too long because we didn't catch anything. But if you haven't <laughs> checked out Charles' new album, I think it's the album of the year. It's I think so, it's absolutely so the album good. of the year. It's it's fantastic. So yeah. yeah, if you've watched West Virginia play football, you've heard him cover. Yeah, uh, it's not a cover. That's uh, it's called Q Country Roads. Is that the one they're using? Yeah. I thought they were using yeah, actually no. the Country Roads. Okay, yeah, they, Q they might be Roads. playing them at the game, but. Um, Q Country Roads comes so on the album good. right before his cover of Country Roads, which I'll go as far to say that I like more than the original. <laughs> I, I'll say it. It's my favorite song on the album, some, for sure. Some John Denver fans are going to be bringing some heat to me, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Give it a shot. It's good. Yeah. John Denver fans. Hey, they're out there, man. Hey, Especially with that song. Mom. I don't think they're bringing the heat. Uh, well, but they're very also, chill. They're bringing the icy hot. <laughs> <laughs> actually a really good job. I like how every uncensored I just find a group of our listeners <laughs> to, to insult. We're <laughs> just Jeep guys. Yeah. And now it's yeah. John Denver fans. John Denver fans. It's probably more Jeep guys than John Denver fans though. I bet I bet there are a lot of Jeep guys are John Denver fans. Yeah I was fans. gonna say <laughs> the correlation is the Venn yeah. diagram is tight. Yeah. <clears throat> so how was your scouting trip? Uh it was wild. It was a uh, comedy of errors. So I had set one trail came out on this property on a logging road and was getting some good traffic but I could tell the deer were coming to and from some place. So I bought a second trail cam. You know, it's peak season and we have a partnership with Tacticam and I still couldn't get one of those Tacticam lithium batteries. So I ordered like the lithium batteries on Amazon and Amazon's like, Oh, these are you know, charged from you know, when you get them, they're already charged up. And I'm like, great. Put it on my camera. Turn on my camera at home. Full battery. Great. Cool. On the AT&T card, SIM card. Put the Verizon SIM cards in my bag. S- extra SD card. Card reading little plug-in. Like you, what, what you recommended instead of bringing my laptop out, which was a good uh, suggestion. So I go out and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go along this ridge line, along this logging road. Grab the old camera to move it and take the new camera and the second camera. And so I'm walking along this logging road, and I'm like, man, I feel like I should have seen this camera by now. Like, I should be on where this camera was. I'm like, I've been walking for at least a mile. Um, you and didn't do a pin pull, drop on your I did do a pin X? drop, but it's oh. on the logging road. I'm like, I'm going to see it. So I pull out my phone to see where the pin was, and as soon as I pull out my phone, it was like, your tactic cam has a new image, and it's just me. <laughs> <laughs> walking right walking right by it. And I was already way past it, so I'm like, well, I've got the other camera in my in my backpack, so I'll just set up the other camera, loop back around, grab the first camera, and set it out. So my whole deal is I have, you know, I, I don't have a ton of experience. It's only my second season hunting. Still don't have a super good idea of what a good scrape, a good rub looks like, where to find them. Been listening to a lot of podcasts. 
about it and i'm just walking through the woods and i'm not seeing any deer sign and i'm probably about two and a half miles from my truck and then all of a sudden i come on this deer super highway next to a field at the bottom of some ridge lines deer super highway kind of muddy soft ground i can see deer prints everywhere and i come across this rub that is so aggressive i'm questioning whether it was like set up man-made and it's got splinters of wood on the ground on top of deer hoof prints so i know this isn't like an old thing and then the deer have been stepping on the chips it was like super duper fresh so i put my new camera on it and when i turn it on it goes 50 percent battery and i'm like what it was 100 percent battery when i left and i opened my my uh backpack unzip a pocket get the the strap to do the camera and set it up walk away i'm maybe 10 minutes away from it and i get a ping from tacticam it's like your tacticam's at 20 percent battery and i'm like oh, they're, they're not fully charged amazon told me they're fully charged i don't trust amazon batteries. And it's just dropping super quick so it's out there on this rub with 20 percent battery so then i walk way around along this creek bed it's more of a creek bed it's more almost like a riverbed i mean the creek is eight foot wide at some sections and probably three foot deep and this is leading out this is land between the lake so it's leading directly out to one of the the lakes and i come across another area that's tons of bedding opportunity but nowhere to hang a saddle so i'm thinking okay uh, if i don't hit anything in the morning i'll walk over here and set up for and i've got images i have to show you the images so anyway, so then I loop all the way back around. It's probably a four-mile loop. And get to the first trail cam that I walked by on the first try. And I uh, go to, I open it up, get the little dongle, put it in. The dongle's not working. And, and it's like, you've got to format your card. And I'm like, I don't want to format my card because I've got all these images and videos I want to download. I'm like, luckily, I brought another SD card in my pocket with my other two SIM chips, my Verizon SIM chips. And I look down at that pocket, and it's wide open. And I stick my hand in it, and everything out of that pocket's gone. No. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no. Because I found out that these trail – you can't just buy another SIM card. Those SIM cards are matched to that camera. To I'm the sure IMEI or whatever. Yeah, I'm sure you could reach out to Tacticam and get some replacements. But it's like, oh, well – not helpful at the time. Not helpful at the time. <laughs> and I go, so I've already looped around once. So I go, I bet that that when I set up the new trail cam, I opened that pocket to get the strap. I bet I left it open. And when I pulled out the strap or put on the pack, they fell out right there by the new trail cam. And I'm like, if I don't get it now, if it gets rained on or anything, they'll be ruined. And it's like 3 o'clock. And I'm like, am I going to do a whole nother loop? I've done four miles at this point in the woods. And for you just listening, I'm I'm pretty athletic. I'm not quite the super athlete <laughs> that I once was in my twenties. Four miles is a lot for me. <laughs> eight, eight miles, eight miles is even more. And this is you know not easy terrain. This is a lot of hills, and I'm at the top of the ridge line, and I'm talking about going all the way back down to the river valley. And then all the way back up to the top of the ridge line. I'm like, all right, I'll do it. So I so I grab that camera, the old camera, to to move it, and I come across on my way to the second camera, like the most perfect scrape. And I just showed you images of it, but it looks so good. I think a person did it, 
it's got it's probably about the size of like a card table like maybe four foot by four foot and it's got like a perfect fan shape where the hoofs are just drew a line and then it's got a wet spot of buck pee in the scrape and then on the other side of this tree this little sapling with a licking branch there's another one on the other side and it's similar it's a little bit smaller but similar so i set up my old trail cam there and then walk another two miles did you pee in the scrape i didn't because there was already pee there out of pee didn't it so the rub where i set up the first camera i tried to make a mock scrape and peed on it but this looks so good you Unless, put a scrape uh, by a rub yes is that natural I've never seen. I don't know. I don't know. Hey. We're going to find out. Why not? We're going to find out. I've never seen a scrape next to a rub, but. No. Neither have I. Maybe you're just creating like, you just discovered something. You created like a supernova. You unlocked. <laughs> you, <laughs> you unlocked a cheat code. <laughs> These deer are like, hey, Tommy. Tommy, have you ever seen this? <laughs> Come here. Come here and look at this, I'm gonna Tommy. Have it, I'm going to have it on trail cam, and it's going to be rubbing and scraping yeah. at the same time. I think you're going to see a Bubba out there with like a shovel, you know. <laughs> like, he's, like he's making gonna these. Attracting he's more. got like a deer leg that he's dried out, and he's out That's there. That's what I was wondering. I'm like, this would be artisanal if, if someone. Uh, artisanal. <laughs> An artisanal <laughs> scrape. If, someone, if this was a mock. There's I, the episode I, name, I, artisanal scrapes. That just easy. looking at that image, I can't imagine that effort being put forth by a human. That's, yeah, I don't that's, know. That's my hand in there. So you see the lines up there. Yeah, I, I've never seen. I don't know. I'm. I'm not. We're all a bunch of goobers, but I've never seen that. How would a a person have done? They would have needed a large stick. I mean, that would be a level of effort. Yeah, I just don't know. We're gonna have to share that with Dwayne so people can see what that looks like. We'll have to share that out there. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Man and and the other thing was was this ground was wet. And so someone had to, if it was fake, someone had to have done it that day or the day before. And my trail cam was on the logging road. That's the only access into that area. Yeah. So if there was some Bubba out there that just set those, set that up as a fake, I would have had him on trail cam. I didn't. I'm thinking it's real. That being said, I did not get a picture last night. Did you find your carts? No. I walked oh, all the way no. down to the camera. So now I'm six miles in no carts and i think what happened was when i was walking around i got stuck on the wrong side of that creek and i had to monkey man across the creek on a fallen limb so i was kind of like horizontal oh that's cool i'm like i bet they i would like a video of that it sounds a lot cooler that sounds really athletic dan (laughs) it wasn't (laughs) (laughs) sounds athletic. have you ever seen like a like footage of like um like a wildfire and like there's an old orangutan that's like trying to escape and mm. like oh no this is very oddly get. specific that's what i look like i look like i was thinking more like captive the, the people that show up to frogger and think they're mildly athletic and or like a uh floors lava or ninja warrior yeah you know they think they're athletic and then they find yeah. out very quickly they're well, not what you've forgotten is that brad and i did a rugged maniac with you last fall mm. yeah we know how you monkey out of places so yeah. i got a good visual yeah i was yeah i was behind dan on the monkey bars and he was about to finish and i was about to fall in and i see that he's gonna finish i'm like no i am not letting dan best me on the monkey bars but he's uh, so long he had the advantage yeah i did know. he's built like an orangutan i did do a little uh gazelle leap across one of the river beds like mm. with, with like one leg out and hit my leg and i was like ooh, that i landed a little bit weird and did then thing? oh i did <laughs> <laughs> i did and i did so i did the second loop which 
extended the time my wife thought I'd be out in the woods. Uh-huh. She thought I was like, oh, I'll probably be like three hours. She calls me at five, and I'm going back to the truck, so I'm going up the ridge line, and my leg is on fire. And oh, I'm like no. straight limping. And, and I was like, where are you? Are you close? And I'm like, oh, I'm still in the woods. I'm almost to the truck. And she's like, what? And I'm like, it's a long story. <laughs> she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, ah, I might have screwed up my leg a little bit. <laughs> Mostly okay. She's like, but you were mildly athletic. Yeah. So, <laughs> so today I can't lift my knee to 90 degrees. So oh, it's your quad? Man. Yeah, it's the inside, the, the I think. Hamstring. It's like, no, it's like the adductor. Like, it's not the back of the leg. It's like almost to my uh, groin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, my leg's all checked now. But, so anyways, got two can trail cams up, set up. Wait, can what? you get up your climbing sticks? I wouldn't, uh, I'd be able to now. i just have to baby, baby one leg. But by the time, oh, you got, like, two sitting in a, I got months. Sitting in a saddle, though, like that for that 12 pressure. hours. Yeah, I got the inside of my leg shaved. And then one of my wife's period icy hot pads, salon pos pads on the inside of my leg. So I'm I'm treating it better. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so anyways, so got two cameras. <laughs> There's a lot going on there. We're gonna breeze right by. <laughs> yeah. That. Just not even gonna have a mental yeah. image for Let's you guys. Let's not dive into that. <laughs> Your poor wife. Uh, my poor wife. Uh, so I got two trail cams set up. One on a one on a rub with a man-made scrape. So <laughs> <laughs> see how that works. <laughs> I that cannot may, wait to that, see the bubbas you got coming that, through. That may or may not just be <laughs> me and a bubba slowly, slowly squaring <laughs> off. <laughs> bubba's slowly, gonna come back and slowly like, tricking each other. I'm gonna come back. They'll be like a perfect. Over t- <laughs> bubba's be gonna like, come back and be smelling your pee. <laughs> they'll fresh. be like a, a, per, a perfect pile of acorns right there. And I'll be like, I didn't know deer stacked acorns like that. I can, I can right just next see to him like, You make it bigger. You add acorns yeah, to the pile. I make it bigger. I can just see him like tasting your dirt to yeah. see if it's fresh. Yeah. Oh, so, that's great. So we'll, we'll see how that works out. It has a trail cam on it that oh has 20% battery. Brand new trail cam, 20% battery. And then I've got uh, an artisanal. <laughs> natural, natural, I mean, free on, range. Depending on the bubba traffic, your twenty percent might make it till you go back out. Hey, you might just bring in the largest bucket in know. the area. Like, like I, yeah. just knowing the way this stuff goes, man, you might have just, you might be on. Like, well, you're some, hunting. You're you're like mid rut though, right? Yeah. So it's I'm it's all going to be for night because the deer are just going to do nothing that they're doing now. Um, it's it's more just for mental preparedness of I know there are deer. In this no, area. I know. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's I'm gonna not. Go, ex- it's gonna go sideways. I mean, the the big if you have does, you got a good shot. Well, dude, you've you covered yeah. eight miles, so it's not like you're just w- walking, staring at the ground. Like you're figuring out the area. True, a lot of time. But also, I'm coming across. I came across a climbing stand out there. I came across a blind out there, oh, and they really? both look old and i was talking with derek and i'm like who is leaving this stuff out there Bubba. somebody dragging a deer out and they just don't feel like going back to get it it's my or guess. they forget until they get home and they're like oh that's three hours away it's toast that or, or i'm wondering how many people are just like every year during the quota hunt they don't even enter the quota hunt they just walk out there and are like yep i drew the quota hunt and it's like you know they, that's just their perennial spot yeah did um, you did you hunt or scout what were you doing? Me? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I hunted. Anything? Uh, we went to a spot we turkey. Well, answer your question. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a direct answer on that. 
Um, we did and we did some cool like stock hunting at the end, which was fun, uh, or still hunting, I guess you call it. But we went and deer hunted a place that we turkey hunted, which uh, I told a story about Phil pulling the trigger on his shotgun on a turkey's face and it not going off. We were like probably like 500 yards from where that happened, <clears throat> and it's a really cool spot. This uh, is your public land spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it, like, borders some private in a really cool spot. It's actually, like, a hunting lease. Um, there's, like, hundreds of acres of hunting lease around the area, and it's, like, a lot of oaks and stuff in this area, and there's another place we call the Oak Flat that's not far from it, and, like, from everything everyone's talking about and we're reading, like, white oaks right now are kind of, like, they're the it thing during the October lull or whatever. Um, so we knew there were some in the area and it's, it's really tough hunting oaks. Cause like deer will pick and Phil was telling me about this. I always think about deer, like just kind of grazing through the woods, you know, but like apparently they will pick, they say, I don't know how you could prove this. Maybe they track them, but like they say the same deer will pick like one oak every 300 yards and graze that same tr- Like they call it the feeding tree. Right. And so like, you'll find a lot of deer poop around like a specific tree and then you'll have bucks that cruise downwind of it, um, and like they'll kind of, they'll kind of do a question mark around that feeding tree. Um, so they say. I don't know. I I've, I've never experienced that, and obviously don't have years of experience or anything. Like, <clears throat> but we'll we'll see. Uh, so we get out there and get set up, and didn't really see anything all morning. Like great weather, um, like perfect wind. Felt really good about our sets. Had got. From my last saddle set, saddle setup, I had like a much better setup this time, and felt great about it. And actually, when the sun came up, there was so much like visibility around my tree that I actually realized I wanted to like move my platform to have like a my strong side shot at this. Like I could tell there's like a clear deer trail like 20, 25 yards in front of my tree. So like I kind of spider manned down my tree tether. Have you all ever done that before? Like to adjust. So like you have your lineman belt, right? Like that's what I use to like work while I'm putting my sticks up and my platform up when I'm like climbing the tree. And I was up there and I was like, I want to move my platform, but I don't want to like detach the tree tether, put my lineman belt on and like down down climb a step and like navigate my lineman rope around my platform. And I was like, that's just too much. I wonder if I have enough slack to be able to get down to my third step like third stick to get down there and work and move my my platform and so like i just grabbed that prusik knot and like loosened it and basically went like climbed navigated down and like basically got all the way down to the knot at the end and i had plenty of room and so all i had to do i just kind of like spider-man down like it was almost like repelling a little bit down my stick moved it like i don't know like five or six inches around the tree so i had like a better shot at the trail and Climbed right back up, tightened up the Prusik knot, and boom, I was like, right, I mean, five minutes. So, like, that kind of, for hunting a place where I had never, like, I'd never deer hunted it, so I didn't know, like, where my shooting lines were going to be because it was dark. Uh, and, like, being able to do that was kind of a cool thing I figured out. Um, I'll be more confident in, like, going down and doing that quietly in the future if I need to adjust. Um, but, yeah, so we, we don't see anything out there. And me and Phil, like, neither one of us, he was, like, 200 yards, or, yeah. I don't know, maybe 150 yards, 100 yards, something like that behind me. Uh, and neither one of us saw anything. So we get down, we're texting. 
we get down and we're like, let's scout around a little bit here and then get out and go. There was this old orchard. It used to be like a private orchard and now it's just public land. So it's like all overgrown, but all the trees are like in lines. Um, and so he's like, let's go still hunt that and kind of like work through those lines. It had rained. So the ground was real quiet. We drop all of our gear off at the car and we head out and I'd never done this before. Um, and so I was like, just trying to, he took one side, I took the other. And he's like, just take like a few steps, be quiet, like try to look out ahead, use your rangefinder to like, you know, this is like a little bit of glass just to see a little bit ahead of you. I'm like, all right, well, we, on our way in there, we walked through like just tons of doe bedding, which we knew was like roughly in the area. There's a lot of bedding. So we kind of walked through all that. And you can just see there's just trails going into this like orchard. There's just tons of deer sign and everything and so we like are still hunting through i could kind of see him like on the other side but then we ended up separating and so we're just like slowly moving through with our bows and just like take a step real quiet and kind of watch and try not to make any like step on sticks and make a bunch of sound and all of a sudden i see a deer kind of bound off i see like the white tail like taken off through the woods and i was like oh crap i must have bumped that one so i just kind of like got on a knee and just like sat there and just waited for a couple minutes and I got up and I started going again and I'm going like real quiet but in my head I'm like that thing just bound off I got some room here to like make up so I'm moving a little quicker and I don't know 10 minutes go by and next thing I know at like 15 yards to my left deer pops up right there and like I see it I never could tell if it was a buck or a doe it shocked me so much I was like whoa and it like literally kind of like shuffled one way shuffled the other way and then like took off like real this one i could tell like went real far but the first time when i bumped it it did not go very far at all um but yeah if i had like known what to expect in that situation i could have maybe like meh or something like to try to get it to stop and i like might have had a decent shot i don't know uh but it was cool to like get that close like on the ground and like actually i know that's something you used to do a lot like hunting on the ground i i've never been that close on the ground before um like trying to hunt one so it's fun yeah it was my heart was pumping like, i bumped a deer when i was scouting and i could i was same thing i saw the white tail and then it just turned around and looked right at me and we just stared at, i got some video of it after oh wow yeah <clears throat> putting some room between you and it and yeah, yeah but for five so you know, five minutes literally five minutes wow. i was like looking at it i took videos of it i was glassing around it to see if it had it was a doe see if it had babies or if there was any other deer nearby and then just staring at it looking directly at me just do 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 so i don't know if that means used to seeing people <laughs> what you, if it means used to seeing people or it has never seen a person before in its life no they're they're they it's putting distance to run from a predator yeah you know that way it, you don't have striking distance to it so it's just checking you out at that but point. i mean i've bumped deer before where they see yeah. me and they well, take yeah, off they, i mean i've I, never had one just stop and just look I've, at me i've bumped deer that do what Braden said and then don't run you know it's mm -hmm. weird i mean everyone's different and every situation's a little different so yeah but basically <clears throat> like the time we were doing that it's like 10 45 11 o'clock so i mean it was a, a sleeping like in its like secondary bedding spot i guess so uh yeah that was cool um while we were up in our tree our initial tree like hunting we got a picture on one of the cameras out in another public spot and i sent it to some of y'all uh we ended up getting the video from the camera too there's this dude like with a gun like just strolling through like buck paired like this is our spot for the rut like we have giant bucks in this area 
And so initially I'm like, what the heck? This dude's freaking like deer hunting with a gun right now and like our buck spot, like what's going on? And so I like, I texted the video to Chris Powell and he was like a conservation officer for like, it was like 30 years or something. I'm like, dude, there's a guy with a gun, like hunting, like he's poaching and uh, on this property, blah, blah, blah. He's like, well... He's like, could be turkey hunting, could be squirrel hunting, you know, like my head, I'm like yeah. full deer mode. Yeah. And he's like, well, not necessarily. And it's also not illegal to carry a gun on public. So like, yeah, what do you like, what are you going to, he, he said, I would call it in. Cause sometimes they'll know, like from looking at him, like that is a poacher and they'll kind of like go and work the area. But then I was like, well, if he's not, I don't want you know, them going gonna... parading through, like <laughs> we're going to be there in spot. a couple yeah, I was like. Uh, but we ended up getting pictures on camera of deer like this morning and stuff. So it's not like he like blew up the area or anything. I, I don't know. I'm sure public guys are so funny. I I see forums on like Reddit of of are this argument of like you shouldn't go squirrel hunting when it's deer oh, season. I'm like, uh, it's public why, why land, is your, bro. I know it's access like is access. access is yeah. access. Like why is your deer hunt more important than his squirrel hunt? It's not or his turkey hunt. You it's know, not. yeah. But I hear I feel your pain. I was kind of like bummed, but yeah, that's what me and Phil were like. It's, it's as much his as it is ours. That's the game we play. Like it's the extra element of difficulty of trying to hunt public. So um, we're actually going to go out um, Friday. I'm taking a half day off work so for the afternoon. Brad already knows about this. Everybody, it's not. I'm not breaking that to him right now. <laughs> I'm not asking. No one's yeah. worried. Yeah. Hey, Brad, I'm leaving work. I'm ready to go. No. Um, I. There, I was scouting like on Onyx last night. Like a lot of times, I'm just messing around, like looking at different stuff around. And I actually DM'd Squatchbot like just a random question to see kind of what he would say. And I was like, um, "Are there any public spots that other people wouldn't notice close to me? My zip code is this." And he goes, "I don't have zip code information, but here's some ways to look for it." And I was like, okay, well, I live in this town in Indiana. And he goes, oh, sorry for the confusion. Here are some public places that you could check out, like public parking. So he listed a couple. And so I went to the Indiana DNR, and they have an interactive map. And I was like, when I think of public, because I'm just a a noob, I'm thinking it's like a big block of land, right? No, it actually looks like somebody dropped like a big paintball. And it just looks like... And there's little splatters all around where they're, whether they're expanding or they used to have a big plot and now that's private or something like that. But there's these little chunks of like 400, 500 yards all around some of the big public areas that we hunt. And so I start looking into these little ones and I was looking for ones that don't have parking lots. Um, like, of okay, like maybe these aren't ones that people are going to stop by. They're going to go to the main like proper area, go park in the parking lot and go hike out. And so Friday afternoon, we're actually going to go hunt one of those little tracks and it's like the the spot we're hunting is like in total it's probably a it's a rectangle that's like 700 yards across but there's a road that cuts it in half we're hunting like it's maybe like 200 yards total across like long wise and like maybe 150 wide Uh, so it's not very big but there's like a couple of nice inside corners on like there's a private property just on the edge of like a nice big ag field um, so we're going to go try to hunt one of those little splatter spots and see what we can, see what we can find during the October lull before we go hunt like our actual, you know, big spots for the rut and everything. So that's, that's our plan. I've, I, uh, in the spot I'm in, I've twice now thought about getting down and spot and stalking 
because the the wind has been right and the it was windy and i'm like if i could get my boots off without them hearing me i, I think should have i should have done that the last that hunt i did the the challenge i'm running into and this is a good problem to have but there's so many deer you got eyeballs looking everywhere yeah. and i'm like when the leaves are on the ground now too not out there they're um, not no um i could i could get around the leaves the um the the way so i'm hunting a suburban spot it's a nursery tree nursery and um multiple times the the buck i'm looking at and want is about 100 yards away but with the two of my three hunts the wind has been blowing behind me and he's in front of me and i'm like i got the wind advantage it's super noisy from the wind and it's suburban there's car horns there's all kinds of noise going on they're kind of they're very at ease with all the noise now i'm cracking leaves they would obviously look up but I, I ha, I'm not familiar enough. Like I know the property very well, but I'm not familiar. Like from where I'm sitting, I can't see the exact trees I would need. To, like I'd probably have to swing out 70 yards and make a play coming in to use those lines to my advantage. But I was looking on it on my walk out last night. And I'm like, man, it looks like it'd be a good idea from the tree. But once you get down there, the, even these small trees are still six feet to the base of the leaves. Um, you know, if I had a row of evergreens totally could do it yeah but i'm i'm now thinking after the story that i'm gonna tell you guys i might try a new spot and ground hunt this property so i've been out there th last night was my third night out there and it was the slowest night which meant there were only seven deer instead of 16 mm -hmm. um in in 90 minutes Must and, be nice. and, and it's a you know we're talking 30 acres so it's it's a compact um experience last night was you know, I had, I had, uh, actually my target buck came in last night, but he came in. There's, there's four spots. They come in. Two of them are right next to my stand. There's one 50 yards down. And then there's somewhere they're coming out. Just, it's an open fence line down there. So they're coming out somewhere in the corner of the property, but not often it's either middle or where I'm at. And my experience is the big ones are coming out near me. Now, last night proved that wrong because he came out in a different spot. Now I've only got three times sitting out there and I've, I've got a, tr a couple trail cameras. So I'm kind of put, putting together where they're coming. Was it a different wind? Uh, it was, um, than the last time when I saw him. So Friday's wind was going total opposite direction. So he came in, um, in the middle. Uh, but I, I actually don't think I saw him. It, it's confusing because there's a lot of deer that look similar from mass size. And, and then you kind of see him up close and you're like, Oh, that's not the one I thought. Uh, but it, when he first came out, I thought he, I have a, like a pretty heavy mass six point that looks really good at first, but then you realize it's like a, a very narrow rack. He's just not a mature deer. He's good. He's going to be a stud next year or the year after. But, um, I thought it was him. And then 45 minutes later, I see the, this big body out, uh, towards the middle of the field, heading towards the pond. And I, I range him. And just with that little bit of magnification, I could see the G2 was huge, and that's the deer I'm targeting. And I had a new deer come in um, Saturday night. I wasn't there Saturday night. And this this is a mature deer, too. So I've got two at least three-and-a-half-year-old deer that I'm targeting. Friday night, dude. I So I left here at, like, 440. I think I was talking to one of you guys when I left. Um, you were still here, Dan. I left, and by 505, I'm in the tree. It's awesome. awesome. It's awesome. And that was even talking to the guy that works there for a couple minutes because he was leaving as I was coming in because um, I've still got all my stuff set up out there, so I'm not messing around at all. I'm like, 
right up in the tree. That's awesome. And like I'm, I'm even just pulling up my bow. I've, I've got, I'm wearing my bag all the way up because I've got hooks. It's super clean and quiet. And it's so funny, man. I mean, it is like it's like a city bus came and dropped off the deer at six o'clock, <laughs> and they just start piling out. Six twenty, they start coming in. And I honestly, there was, I've hunted out there three times now, so it's all kind of blending together. The first couple, okay, now I remember I had two uh, young bucks, like literally a year and a half, but like really, for that young, they're not spikes, dude. I mean, these these deer are like hefty four-point deer at a year and a half. Uh, I mean, I mean like mass to them. Um, and so I saw them come out, and they're even stocky for how small they are. Just really good gene deer. And I see them, um, and they come out. And then there was that, what I thought was that six point that was beefy come out and I was watching him I'm like, I don't know, he might be bigger than I think he is, but I can't really tell he's at 50 yards. And I sent you guys a picture the other day. I'm looking through leaves. I don't have good visibility 70 yards that like in front of me, um, to at least in front and to the right a little bit. And then it's just deer, deer, deer. I think I had gotten up to about nine deer that I counted out in the field. No, no real shooters. That nine point I passed on the other night had come in, and the the two um, young bucks go. They hear something and they go in, and I'm like, "Well, are they leaving because it's a big buck, or are they chasing a doe?" And I see them go in, and I had lost that big bulky six point. Don't know where he went, and I because I, I couldn't see again because I'm looking into a tree farm. There's rows of trees, and once they get under them, I, they kind of you know I'll see legs every now and then. Um, I had no idea where he was. I see them go back, and they chase out a doe, and uh, she comes out with three yearlings, and and then I see them behind her, and then I see what I'm I I think is the six point coming back around, and I'm like, oh, he doubled back with them. And he's coming out now too. And I, I had my hand on my bow because I wasn't sure what was going to come out. And I, I just from the first night, I knew that last 30 minutes of daylight is just nuts. So I actually was standing, hanging in my stand, like Braden said, strong side, like ready to go. They're coming to my weak side, you know, where I can't, I can't turn and shoot this way, which doesn't matter. It's kind of covered anyways. It's perfect right now because they can't see me very well. Um, so I see him coming. And by the time he gets to my left side where I could shoot, I realize it is not the deer I thought it was. And I'm like, I need to shoot. And I'm, I'm like going and getting ready. And then he hits my scent wall and he looks up at me and this is him staring at, we'll, we'll, we'll put this on the video oh, too. Geez. This is him staring He's up at, at me. Dude, that's the one. But I'm looking at him and I'm like, Oh crap! That's the wrong deer, or it's a different deer. <laughs> that's the right deer. That's that's the deer I've got on trail camera coming through at twelve. Remember, I told you guys he hasn't gone daylight yet. He hasn't yeah. gone daylight yet. Oh no! So I'm like, I'm not horrified yet because when I'm looking at him, I'm still. So he's staring at you like that, and you just froze. I'm totally. I, I'm not even blinking, and I, I'm just. St I'm dead, holding my bow out, um, and that goes on for about a minute and a half. Then and he looked down and then... Yeah, he wasn't looking at me, but he <laughs> was like trying... Jerks. But they this is what's test. so great about hunting Suburban is like the scent wall locked him up. And if I had been drawn, he'd been a dead deer, dude, because it would have been oh, perfect. Man. He hit my scent wall and it was like not moving for a minute and a half. Yeah. I had all the time in the world. Yeah. But I couldn't draw on him right then. He would have bolted. So he he turns and I'm still like the angle I was looking at him at, 
this is what happened to me a couple years ago. I'm, I'm notorious for making this dumb decision. But sometimes when they come out and the angle you're, you're above them and the racks look shorter, and this is why I passed on that deer a few years ago that ended up getting killed out there, and it was this huge, tall monster because of the way it was angled, I couldn't tell until it was too late. But once he got out to about 30 yards, because he walked out with his head down, so I couldn't really see his rack, but when he stood up, Mm. And I, then I saw this massive G2. I'm like, oh, my God. But you're already stuck at I'm, that point. I can't do anything at that point. I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not going to take a 40-yard shot on this thing. And he, it, the angle was off. Uh, it would have been a bad idea anyways, even if I could. I, w- I probably wouldn't have taken that shot with a gun. Now, I could have eventually got him with a gun. But he, I got a picture of him. Once he goes out and starts grazing at like 50 yards, and I'm watching him. <laughs> and I texted you guys. I said, I think I've made a mistake or something like that. Yeah. I don't remember what it was. And then I got a picture of him, which we'll drop in the podcast too, of, through my rangefinder. And he's look, he's standing up, and he's got the belly, and I can see that he's not like trim like a two and a half year old. Like he's starting to get the big deer body on him. He's already getting his neck is kind of swollen up. He's got a bigger head. That G two on this picture is just unreal for for what I've you know some of these. Yeah, sure, it's not like a you know seek one deer, but for me that would have been not only probably my best deer ever definitely would have been best with the bow and i'm like oh you idiot you, you idiot like you did it again i did it again i should have been drawn and ready but when i saw him i was like oh that's the six point because just he's coming through leaves and i thought he had doubled back i made such a big mistake so i watched him and the whole time i'm like can i get out there but this, this whole time more deer are coming out there were 16 deer that i could see in the field or had watched come out and they're coming out the other side too. Last night I got busted by um, three uh, a doe and two yearlings that I didn't even know were out there yet. You know, so that last night I guess I had ten deer out there actually last night. I watched seven come in, and there was actually ten in the field. But I, I watched him uh, mosey off on Friday, and then last night I, it was it was him last night, but he just came out in a different spot. But both night, all three nights, they're no matter where they come out, they're they're congregating up to about twenty yards from the front of the tree line where it stops. And I'm like, if there's a spot, if depending on the wind, if I can get in there and hide next to some of those bigger trees, I just the only thing I need to really hide is the draw, right? Like the actual draw of the bow. And if I can do that, I'm, I'm, I might try it. My fear, I might get stuck in there and not be able to move until nine o'clock at night because <laughs> I don't want to bust them out. And so, because I mean, dude, there's, I, I'm having to sneak way around to just try to get out of there quietly. I mean, I've been busted every night when I've left, which I don't mind it if I'm away from my tree. But if I was in a hunting spot, I don't want to, like, blow out of my spot. Right. So. You ever see those dudes hunt the rows of corn? Mm, I'm, no. Where no. they, like, so, like, they know there's, like, they're a buck in the corn or whatever, and they'll they'll sneak in, and then they, like, draw one row over, and they, like, pop mm. out. Dunk. You're kind of, like, hunting those rows of it's trees. It's the same, man. It's kind of, It's like, very similar. You just the, don't have the cover of, like, the lower, the lower body. That's, that's but, the, but that's what I, I need to get out there about an hour earlier. There's literally no worry of a deer showing up at five. I they just don't they they know. I mean they figured out. And it's like I could get out there and look because they're used to workers being there. Workers are there until five, yeah. and they start showing up at six. I'm telling you, it's like a bus drops them off, man. It's wild. They start pouring in. And the food source is so good. I would be less worried about busting that spot up. Like it seems like they would be quick. They're to probably forget. getting busted all the time. Yeah, they're. Quick but to I don't forget. want them to find out my tree. No, like that. That I'm very yeah. protective. I, I've waited every night until i'm sure there's nothing around me because then 
they might start all coming out in the middle, which I can move to the middle. There is a good tree over there, but there's even uh, out in the middle. They've got I – w- I told you guys I didn't want to set up a blind the other day. They've got buckets set up over there, these big buckets for those trees, and they move around all the time. I'm like, dude, I could build a blind right there in the middle oh, of those yeah, buckets. dude. I've got a lot of creative <laughs> options. Or just hide behind really the buckets. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Well, that's make that's a, what I'm saying. Just put a bucket on your head. Yeah, make yeah. a bucket blind. But put I holes, put holes in the creeping third. Just like Toy Story <laughs> yeah. with the, the cone. But see, <laughs> even the thing about that is, if I was hunting with one of you guys, one of you guys wanted to go, that's what we'd do is put one of you guys either on that tree or over in those buckets, and I would hunt here. And then the far corner, you you could cover anything in between me, we could cover, and if they come out near me, we got it. But they're all going out to this pinch. It's not even a pinch point. It's just where they are going. I don't know why. the yeah. I can't, Maybe it's because they're staying away from the barn because there's more human activity over there. And there's really nothing, vision thing. There's nothing to eat over there, too. Um, but they're just hammering that grass all the way up to the pond. And if I can get in there, I think I'm going to try that next, I think. So... Yeah, dude, you're gonna shoot him down. Oh, I, I was texting Mike Larson. He actually te- five minutes from my house. Mike, yeah. Mike texted me uh, last night. He's like, "Tonight's the night, man. Just you know, envision your shot." He's like hyping me up. Yeah. Uh, but I told him, I'm like, "Dude, if I can just stay patient, I'm going to get a big buck. I mean, as long as it doesn't get like run over by a car." You Are know? you able to ID that buck any other way that, like, you keep you say you make the mistake of like thinking the antlers are smaller than they are? Like, did do you notice anything about him that you'd be able to, like, say? He's just big. I, I could tell even from up in the tree. You could last tell he's not night, the six. Last night, I, when I saw his body last night, I knew it wasn't that six because okay. I mean it looked like a cow was yeah. out in the field. Yeah. Um, and there was actually another buck out there that was that body size that might have been the one I had on camera Saturday. I couldn't, it was so dark. I couldn't see him at that point. Um, but I just made the last night when, or that Friday night when he was coming in, his, his right side is not as big. And I think, I guess I saw that. Cause I, I just, when he was coming in, I didn't realize what he was. I should have drawn though. You I might just, just need been, to commit to like big bodied deer with antlers is getting shot. <laughs> or or <laughs> I draw and wait, you know, yeah, yeah. like that's what I should have done. That's the mistake I made Yeah, is, and, and if, if the wind was what it's been most of the, the th- two out of the three times it's been blowing perfect. Cause it's blowing back towards the houses yeah. that are 50 yards away and they don't come in on that side probably because it's too close that those houses have more activity. I mean, there's kids playing last night. Like mm-hmm. you're like, they just they're so used to all that though. It's so weird. But it's fun, man. I'm like not used to putting together this puzzle. It's like, it sounds like I'm hunting fish in a barrel a little bit, and it's it's not necessarily that, but it's like you you have some advantages. Um, there's a couple disadvantages too yeah. of like you know. Uh, you know, the, the fact that I'm hunting in the back of the property and got to bust them all out and everything. But I mean, it's fun. It's a little different. Yeah, so, it's different. I miss, I miss being like total woods, but, um, I, I am enjoying it this season. So yeah. you're going to shoot a big old tree farm buck. It's going to happen. Oh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I, I've already thought about it. I'm like, if I get one, I'm going to take a picture right in front of those trees. I'm not going to like <laughs> yeah. drag it over to the side. <laughs> no, no, I'm going to no. proudly like, absolutely. I might put the houses in the background yeah. you know? <laughs> on the gravel. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not going to hide the fact that like, I mean, no. I, I'm, I think it's cool. So yeah. that's really cool. I'm helping my buddy out too. Well, my, my wife at first was like, why are you waiting for this? Like, just shoot one of the decent ones. And I'm like, honestly, the big ones are the ones that are shredding his trees to shreds. Like, I, I mean, I've seen the damage and like shooting with that nine point wouldn't have, I mean, he had some stuff on his antlers, but you all have seen, like when you see a good rub on a tree, you're like, you put a mock scrape next to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know they say you can't tell like size of deer, but like you just, there's no way that the little deer are tearing up like these big ones are. Yeah. So there's a, there's a difference. Yeah. 
So I'm I'm pumped though, and it's so convenient, man. Like my wife doesn't care. Like it's cool. It's like a few hours, you know. It's like I went out to dinner with somebody, you know. Yeah. So. Sweet. Well, when you get out next? I don't know. I, I honestly I don't know. I got a lot going on right now. Um, just trying to juggle personal calendar with work calendar and you know get out when i can so it's starting to get cold i think they said yeah. this last weekend was probably going to be our last 80 degree day of the of the year yeah. so yeah. all seven highs of 70s lows of 50s that sort of weather now. well last night was low 50s i thought they would have been out more than they were last night but there's obviously other <clears throat> factors so when are you when are you going out again probably one day this week got to figure out how the family schedule lines up and you're going out this weekend friday saturday sunday Tucker just got back. He was out west, Tucker. so we're gonna we're gonna go Sunday. I don't know, Fa- Pastor Phil. I don't think Pastor Phil is gonna be able to make Sunday hunts any anymore this year. But he gets Friday off every week, so hunt with him Friday and then Saturday, Sunday. We'll see what we got, but see how it goes. Cool. All right. Well, uh, Dan, I can't wait to hear about Bubba next week. Yeah. You get how many Bubbas you get on camera? Peeing in your scrape. I just love the idea of like Dan, with him in the Dan and this guy both peeing on the same scrape to like, it's, like it's, yeah, you have a you, you've been brought to, you're like blood brothers but through piss now it would be it would be amazing but it is it is three miles from uh, the closest parking spot that's what he's thinking too is he as athletic as you to make it back there did his pee smell athletic. I don't know. Well, there, there was no pee there because there was no scrape there. I put a scrape there. Oh, that's right. That's right. He did the rub. <laughs> you didn't smell like protein powder? No. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I could be on to something. Cool. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We had Jacob Knight, Dan Hood, Braden Ware, and Brad Luttrell on here. Make sure you log your show on Go Wild. Go to hit the plus sign, Log Time Outdoors Podcast. This is Uncensored, brought to you by Go Wild. Uh, shout out to our sponsor, gumbroker.com. Thank you for making the episode possible uh, and, and being a great partner for the app overall. Um, Gumbroker's been fantastic for us. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying some of those rewards and, and checking out all of the awesome stuff that you can get through uh, the, the Gumbroker site um, right now. I, w- I was shocked to find out the amount of new guns that get sold through the site. So you guys make sure you're checking that out as an option if you're getting ready for your firearm season. Uh, and thank you very much.